0: I am here with Helen Perry, one of the favorite people I've met in, I would say, the last couple of years. Helen, um, you know, I, I I'm always looking for kindred spirits, collaborators, and it's it's surprisingly rare for me to fo- to come across somebody who I just feel like is uh, both aligned in the heart and also the strategy and and is really consistent in in service to their audience. And I think you're one of the you're one of those people. So I'm really glad that we that we met. And um, well, let me first just say hello to you, allow you to say hi to my audience, and then, yeah. Yes.
1: Hi, George. Yeah, <laughs> hi, uh, hi George's audience.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're my kind of people as well. Um, that's yeah. a really nice compliment, George. It's been really yeah. nice to connect with you as well. Yeah,
0: it is. So um, your background is, is quite interesting. You were a, a BB, BBC broadcaster, radio broadcaster for a while. And, um, you know, it's not a surprise. I mean, your, your podcast and as the first time I listened to them, like, she's a pro (laughs) you know it's like yeah that's
1: you know I always feel the need sometimes to explain that to people that I have a background that really helped me get to grips with content marketing um I worked for the BBC during my 20s and into my early 30s and that taught me a great deal about talking to a specific audience Mm. understanding the kind of language they needed to hear from you to simplify information not use jargon uh uh, how to talk how to broadcast so you know I sort of cheated a little bit when I came onto you know emails and Instagram I already had quite a lot of those skills already but it's important yeah. context like you know quite often we'll look at people online and go wow they can do this and they can do that right. and you know I had that background yes. it helped, no. has helped me a lot
0: it, it's, a, it's a very good point very very good point because I, I know some others go and you know start their business and they already have a writing background for example so it's like their writing is so much so much faster maybe than, than others um, and but you know I feel like everybody brings their own assets into business Whatever aspect of their personality or or history or career history can be beneficial, and sometimes we forget to emphasize those parts of ourselves. But uh, also, you um, after the the BBC career, you uh, spent uh, almost a decade being a mother full time, full time, and that is. Superhero. You know, I, I really think like mothers are superheroes because um, yeah, it's like every, every child is like two full-time jobs, you know, it's like, and, and, but, but, you know, and, and after doing that, you, you came back and built a business. So that's really impressive. I know, I know a lot of people who are watching or listening to this um, uh, either are or, or know um, kind of mothers or uh, who, who want to like get back into into their career and, and build a business. So I'm sure you have some, some tips to share there. Um, now you have been growing your Instagram audience. I mean, it's awesome. You, you, you are um, so generous. I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram profile here. You're, you're so generous on your Instagram posts. I wanna encourage everyone. Of course, I will put the link below to check it out. Um, search Helen Perry in your name on Instagram, you should pop up. Uh, your podcast is awesome. Uh, it's really well done. And it's enjoyable to listen to, uh, so I, I hope folks will will, will listen and learn uh, some inspiration, get some inspiration, and learn some marketing from there as well. So, I wanted um, I wanted to ask anything else you want to say about your background before we continue.
1: No, I think I think you have more than covered it. It's always. Uh, it's I know I do this to people on my podcast, but when you hear it all uh, read back to you, you think, yeah. well, that's that sounds great. So <laughs> that will do nicely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So one, I mean, you you share so much, like I said, on your on your Instagram. I want people to, to go and, and check it out and follow you there. But um, a couple of things, uh, you know, you're known for the hashtag while well, your your podcast also just bloody post it, <laughs> you know. And I and you recently wrote about the reasons to do that. Um, this is important, especially for, well, I, I would say my audience, but I think for, for anybody who um, maybe grew up with some perfectionistic tendencies or performance tendencies. Like, um, you know, we 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 go through school, we try to get all the good grades, we try to be um, you know, a good girl, good boy. And now on the Internet, you know, the Internet never forgets. Right. And so we, we forget we, we, we might be afraid to, to put stuff out there, um, either for you know, the, the Internet archives forever, but also just our our friends, our family, our colleagues who see us. And so this idea of just fully posted. Um, yeah, it's scary, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. So so maybe you can I mean, this is sort of the, the one of the uh, the core messages that you have. And I want you to kind of share share with us why and and how (laughs) sure it's
1: a I think yeah it is a cornerstone message that I share with the small businesses that I work with it just occurred to me somewhere along the line that something that a lot of the people I connected with were having trouble understanding is that in order to learn how to do this kind of job of communicating well or how to do marketing well you are going to have to share some things that aren't perfect and you are going to have to get things wrong and you are going to have to have posts that fall flat on their face and it's really hard and it makes you feel Uh, vulnerable it can make you feel a kind of sense of shame and embarrassment when you put something out on the internet and it doesn't quite get the reaction that you hope for I really understand that I get that I think anybody who is running a profile has felt that way but if you don't do it you will never discover the truly effective messaging that you need to in order to connect with the right people it's just it's just at the core of kind of everything you're trying to achieve is just take a bit of a risk, get it out there. But it's also around, you know, we've got other things to do. We've got, you know, we're busy people. Make the thing, put it on Instagram, put it on your email. Doesn't matter if it's a bit scrappy or a bit messy or imperfect. It's done. You can go and do something else, you know. So in, in many ways, it ties together a lot of my work. Just get it out there, learn from it, move on, do something else.
0: Yeah, it's so good to hear you say that. A um, couple of the concerns people might have in doing this um, I, that I hear about is like, one, what about negative feedback? Um, and I mean, you could, I'm sure you can, you know, I, I, I get, I, most of us pay more attention to the crit- criticisms that we receive than, than the praise. Um, I don't know what the studies say, but it's something like ten times more or seven times at more, least. Something sorry, like that. at least yeah. ten. Times. I mean, some, <laughs> you some... could
1: most of us could read a thousand positives yes. and kind of choose to not believe them or discount right. them or undervalue them, and you'd get one negative and you would remember it for the rest of your life. Often, yeah, you know, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. right? It really does. I mean, it takes, yeah. it can take our energy down at least for a day, if not the the week. And and like you said, you know, it's it always will somewhere in there in, the, in, in our minds for the rest of our life so okay we're taking a risk with just bloody posted with the negative negative let's speak to speak to that first like how do you i mean you have you have you know, three times the instagram audience i have i'm sure you've gotten some negative feedback on it maybe, or maybe you don't i don't know um, well, do what do you know,
1: do? You know yeah. what I really would say is the fear of negativity far outweighs ah, yeah. the, the amount of time that happens. I mean, I have been incredibly fortunate with my online audience in that it is uh, so generous, very supportive, very kind. I have I could count on one hand the number of. Um, negative or or slightly critical messages I've had. So first of all, I'd say that your fear of negative feedback is probably Far too big. I I think probably that comes down to the fact that I have always had a a good relationship with my followers. I try to treat them as I would like to be treated myself. Uh, We are in conversation with one another all the time. I try and explain my moves, my motives, my business, what's going on. So it's very transparent. And I do think there's a lot to be said for, you know, this piece about if you are yourself or can be as close to yourself. In online, in public, uh, on the internet, then you will attract the right kind of people who won't be unkind to you. And, you know, I don't think we have too much to fear, actually. Occasionally, I get a bit of criticism. Mostly, I... Don't respond to it because it probably just means somebody's having a bad day. They might find me triggering in some way. You know, you have to separate yourself. You know, when we're nasty to a salesperson in a shop or we're a bit grumpy in a restaurant or we see something online and we think, "Mm," it's got really probably nothing to do with them and a lot to do with what kind of day we're having.
0: Yeah, really, really good reminders. Um, The other concern is people you know we, we all have this experience we post stuff out there like you said and it doesn't it doesn't generate the kind of uh momentum uh, or or you know it, it wasn't as amazing to everyone else as it was. When- <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, when we envisioned it we, we, it was such a big deal for us
1: yeah yeah such a big deal
0: and we, we thought now maybe we thought this is so smart like like I think this is you know it took me 10 years to come my to my best point. work <laughs> yeah. so how do you I mean given that you you have so much experience with online content like how do you deal with I mean it, by the way of course now that you have a big audience like like you it's all relative you know it's like Oh, this one only got a hundred likes compared to the others that got 800, you know, it's like, like, how do you deal with the, with the lows of of responses?
1: I think I have built a thick skin to pieces Uh of content that don't, go as well as I hope they might. And I can even like, you know, I can almost take a bit of pleasure in it now. It's, you know, it's, it's like, oh, well, that sucked. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't matter too much. I try not to take it too personally. Also, you know, with all of these things, you know, George, you've been doing this for a while, the more practice you get, actually the you know my content engagement isn't a roller coaster it's it's pretty steady with a few people because i kind of know what i'm putting out there now i i can i can predict probably eight out of ten times what's going to do well what might not be as popular but some posts that do not get as well engaged, with as others are still really important they might have a sales message they might lead to people clicking into my website so you know success can be measured in a lot of ways I'll I'll, I'll, you know I will share a post about a podcast episode and I know that won't get engaged with a huge amount but some people will listen to my podcast because they've seen that message so it's important so there are lots of ways to understand your metrics aren't there
0: yeah, it's really yeah, it's- good. I I appreciate you mentioning that, that, that different types of posts get naturally, it's supposed to get different levels of engagement. Like, for example, some people say, well, hey, George, every time I post about my business, you know, like an offer, like, hey, here's my package or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's not, not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily like salesy in terms of negative way it's just an offer like hey this is my package that i'm offering right now people say oh every time i post my business it gets very little engagement or likes and so maybe i should stop doing it and every time i post a selfie you know get tons of likes so should i just be posting selfies all day
1: (laughs) and you know um but also you know engagement happens in it can happen in such a passive way there can be very many people following us that don't wouldn't wouldn't leave a comment on a youtube video they wouldn't leave a comment on an instagram post it wouldn't occur to them to do that doesn't mean they're not taking it in doesn't mean they're not a future customer they could be a really loyal engaged follower that's just very passive in the way that they engage with your content and you know that sales post that you know your client is talking about could just lead to one great sale and then does it matter that it got 10% of the engagement of your selfie that was yeah. liked by all your friends? And, you know, we all like faces. We could all post pictures of our cats all day. It would get right. fantastic engagement, but yeah. it's not going to get you anywhere, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It's a really good point. So um, one of the other things you you recently posted that I thought was great was about, like, attention spans. <laughs> and this is especially true while on social media, but, like, like Instagram is, is – you know, reels is so popular these days, these short tiny videos that are trying to compete with TikTok. And so there's long been a uh, I think it's a myth. I, I think you 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 understand that too that oh people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. You only have what was the word whatever the studies are the five one and a half seconds with somebody on the, your website before they click away you know so so how do you feel about that? What's your what's your experience with attention spans and
1: I mean, I suppose this it, it is a thought that's born out of reels because I can't, I just, I can't find it in myself to get my message down to seven seconds, yeah. like about, about anything, and that's the optimal length apparently for a reel or a TikTok video. So I just, I just can't do it. Um, so I have been sharing slightly longer videos, a whole minute long, for example. Wow, a whole and, minute. A whole minute ten long. Times. <laughs> <laughs> and if um and if what you're saying is interesting enough people will absolutely sit and watch it I yeah. have found and I think that's yeah. true of long blog posts I think that's yeah. true of longer videos right. I did a great interview with another a guy that you would really like actually George who you may not have come across he's called David Hyatt and he mm-hmm. runs a company called Hyatt Denim and he's he's big he also talks about email marketing a lot You oh, should look okay. him up because I, yeah, sure, I think I think I think you would enjoy his content yes. and I interviewed him for the podcast and he said that there's a mistake that there's a scarcity of attention actually there's a scarcity of great content and a scarcity of great ideas and if you can come up with that stuff people are here for it they will absolutely sit and watch and read and listen for longer.
0: Yeah, I, I, I 100% am, am in agreement. I mean, we could say more than any time in history, it's easier to get attention now. Um, what? I mean, when 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 I was growing up, what, what did you have to do? Place a newspaper advertisement? Do a billboard? <laughs> go knocking on doors? You know, call people up? Back when, you know, back when there was no caller ID, <laughs> telemarketing was more effective because they didn't know who they were. P- but now... It's like everybody's glued to their screen. And so it's like, if you show up there with content that is speaking to where they're at and what they need and what they are yearning for, of course, they're going to pay attention. And, okay, so so Helen, what about this idea of I'm not entertaining enough? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I, it, by the way some people who are watching Do so you
1: mean sort of TikTok entertaining Could like be, six, Yeah
0: like, yeah six. exactly like, oh, like I'm a bit of a dancer or, I, or 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 I'm not as you know I, I always tell I always I always say to my audience listen I am I'm, I'm not George Clooney I'm no model and yet I still show up on video you know it's like I, I know I'm not I'm not going to win in the you know in the influ- Instagram influencer you know body awards but, but I still show up even on video. And so uh, it's that, it's that, it's that, well, it's, it's, I'm not good enough, essentially. Yeah. Right.
1: It's, um, it's, a, I mean, there's a lot going on in people's minds around yeah. imposter syndrome or whether yes. they have anything or yeah. any value to offer that this huge, this huge thing of who am I to say this, or, you know, I I am not qualified, or I will have to wait until I have done X, Y, and Z before I can start talking about this issue. You know, we all underestimate how much we know about our specialist topic in terms of what it might mean to someone else to learn the kind of tools of our trade or the the things that we've learned along the way. And, you know, I think we have to stop separating our online presence from our real life one because the whole thing is getting increasingly muddled up anyway and the reason that you and I can be out there on video and there are people who are surprise surprise quite happy to look at us quite happy to read our content is because we're just normal people and in the past we might have been sitting across the office from them or we might have been somebody they'd come over come across in night school or something like that but now this all happens online Um, and do you know what why not you? That's what I always think. Why should it not be you that shares what you know? You will find other people that it resonates with. They're out there. We're not all so different. If you're thinking something or feeling something or needing to understand something, or if you have some information to share, there are people who want and need to hear it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's an encouraging message and it's true. Um, And so, your main platforms are Instagram and the podcast and what would you recommend for the fellow creators out there? Obviously, I'm also a big fan of the the Instagram thing, but what, what, you know, um, are the, I mean, you, you chose those for a reason. So tell, tell us about that, uh, that those choices. Now you might, you you might be uh, investing your time on other platforms too, but tell us about the platforms you've selected.
1: Yeah, there's a big piece of that that puzzle that you, you wouldn't necessarily be aware of in mm. my work that's the most unsexy, unglamorous bit, and that's email marketing. And oh, I, do, yeah, yeah. I do rely on my email yes. list yes. really heavily in my business. Um, mm. I came onto Instagram first. That was my way back into the world of work after I'd been at home with my kids. And I educated myself in how social media worked on Instagram and then I got a really 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 great piece of advice and that was to start collecting email addresses and when I started to do that and I coupled up this Instagram thing where people can just find you and discover you and maybe listen to you for a minute or two if you can team that up with then speaking to them on email then you can build a relationship that's strong enough that they will want to work with you. And I think it takes yeah. that extra layer.
0: I'm going to make sure, well, if your, your website's obviously going to be below um, below this video and I encourage people to check out your email newsletter, but do you write different things for your email newsletter than your Instagram? Tell us about your strategy. With My,
1: that. Yeah. I have, a, I have quite a clear strategy in that I, I, go email first. So I share a newsletter and if something is in my newsletter, it will not have been on my Instagram first. So if I have ideas and thoughts and recommendations, I I send it out to my email newsletter subscribers list first. And then I repurpose that content often and it it will show up on Instagram. But my subscribers are probably my most is important the wrong word my most loyal or engaged with community members so it's that's the order i i I do it in and then the podcast i've actually that's been running for less than a year so i'm still learning about podcasting um Mm -hmm. and how that fits into the the picture but i enjoy it so much
0: yes well it uh, you know utilizes the strengths you had from from that previous career uh and it's done brilliantly well so this is really interesting because with 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 We have actually opposite strategies in terms of email marketing. Okay, but what's yours? Worse, I mean, mine is actually, when I say opposite, I mean, um, I put everything on social media first. And yeah. then my email newsletter is essentially like, here are the posts you may have missed from the past okay. week. Uh, click through. And I, I also, I'm sure you as well, I also get quite a high click rate and people, a lot of people miss the things. Um, I was going to say
1: that's because people don't, they, they yeah, don't see it. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. there's so
0: much to see on social, but email, it's like it's one of the email messages that they have to at least scroll past, <laughs> you know, in there. So, no, I, I totally agree that our um, true fans are more likely to be on the email newsletter than uh, everywhere else. Uh, at the same time, I feel that, um, you know, I always encourage people to think more broadly about because sometimes when it comes to email marketing, there can be a, a, a myopia, perhaps. Like, I just got to get people's email addresses. And so people use all kinds of shenanigans to get people's email addresses.
1: We don't and... like shenanigans, do no. we? <laughs> I
0: know
1: shenanigans get you nowhere because they have to be really truly war I suppose the sales term the, the sales term is warm leads don't they you know yes. people have to really there's no point in having somebody on your email list if they do not want to be there and they do yeah. not want to hear from you and it right. might make you feel good to have another thousand subscribers or whatever but those people they're not buying they're probably unsubscribing and they even might be like a bit grumpy with you for the things that you've done yeah. in order to get a hold of their contact details so it's, so, it's, it's... pointless
0: Yeah. I mean, and one of the examples is um, over the years, I've seen so many people create telesummits or virtual conferences and, you know, they just assume, Hey, everyone who signs to the virtual conference is on my email list forever kind of thing. And I've seen again, colleague, colleague, after colleague, client after calling follow that strategy. And it's like their email list, maybe 10,000 people or whatever, but it's like their open rate is like 10% (laughs) and their click rate is like 0.2% or like something like they're like, wow, I I essentially didn't build a 10,000. I essentially built a 500, a thousand person email list or something like that. It's like, it's like um, anyway, so I really appreciate um, how you, how you treat your audience with, with care. I think that's what shows up to me very, very clearly through all the ways that you, you engage with them. So anyway, I, I hope people will check out how you do it. Um, your Instagram, your email newsletter, your podcast, the links will be below. Um, Any, I guess, parting words of wisdom, I'm sure we're going to continue the conversation in many other ways, but for for this particular segment. anyway.
1: Okay, I think that um, there are very many ways that you can do effective marketing Mm. and try and have the courage to get in touch with what is going to work for you best because if it's going to work for you best to focus on emails or youtube or instagram that is probably going to be the best thing for your people and it's probably going to be the thing that you can consistently keep doing so try to i mean i give we both give people marketing advice but at the when it comes to the crunch try and block out the noise and do one or two things well yeah. And there's no right answer emails and Instagram and podcast works for me YouTube works for you George and Instagram there is no one size
0: totally bit. appreciate that appreciate that and you know. um, when people look at us they see us doing maybe what hopefully they think they see us doing many things well I don't know but they <laughs> see us doing many things but we are marketers. We're supposed to, yes. you know, this is our full time job. We're yeah, yeah, that's to like
1: my job. <laughs> all
0: yeah. these different things. But if you're not a marketing person, marketing coach, expert, consultant, you know, thought leader, don't you? Don't have to. Just if you focus, your your energies will be, well, you'll be happier and you'll be you'll learn that thing faster. So I appreciate you giving us, giving your your audience and mine, that reminder and that permission. So thank you, Helen, for all that you do and I hope folks will um, follow you on these different places and, and learn from you. So thanks for all you do.
1: Thank you so much for having me.